All right, welcome to Banner Ops, where nothing is off limits. I'm your host for this episode, Boomer G. Per usual, I have Zero, Buttons, and Hackerjack joining me. And this episode's title is going to be called Blinkers. So we've had this discussion briefly in our Discord a couple months back. But I thought this topic would be fun to share with the world. We'll mainly be talking about our own personal social litmus tests for society. So with that said, let's open up with the question to you all. Who here uses their blinkers when they're driving? I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think we all do. What do you think about people that don't use their blinkers? I want to kill them. It's, <laughs> it's effortless to do it, you know? Like, it's, it's literally three inches away from where your hand's at. I, I don't get it. Usually BMW drivers, not going to lie. Right. <laughs> Rob, do you use your blinkers? I do use my blinkers. Uh, I actually, I literally judge people who do not use their blinkers while driving. I think uh, those people are actually selfish. And when it comes down to the point of this podcast episode and why I wanted to bring it up is I think people that don't use their blinkers definitely have a different outlook on the world than people that do use blinkers. Uh, it's kind of the same test of like someone just returning a cart to the cart return in a parking lot. These are very common social litmus tests that everyone talks about. And uh, I just think there's a fundamental perspective difference between these two types of people. It is black and white of the type of person you are, in my opinion. So I just kind of want to get your thoughts on that. Do you guys have any personal social litmus tests that you guys do for yourself or do you just like not care don't really put any um thought into it it's just like okay yeah well fuck you you don't do that like i said i judge people by this if i am riding in a car with you and you don't use your blinkers i automatically guard myself against you because i don't think you are i want to say good person but there's something off with you not courteous yeah Tipping, right? Tipping is another one of those social litmus tests, you know, whether how much you tip or, you know, like, like not doing it versus doing it. I don't know. That's one of my other litmus tests is how much people tip. Okay. So I actually, so to try, we're going to wind back a little bit. So we're <clears throat> for the, I'm going to play devil's advocate a second for the blinker, right? Personally, I am a blinker user. I blink, I indicate for fucking everything. Lane changes. I, I indicate in roundabouts, which, by the way, you're supposed to indicate when you enter a roundabout and when you're about to exit the roundabout. So you're supposed to indicate twice. Just so you know, people don't fucking know that because, again, America doesn't know how to fucking do roundabouts. But that's <laughs> okay. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I've seen, dude, when they open that one outside of Keesler Air Force Base, like, fuck, like a year ago, people were driving the wrong way around the roundabout and being like, I, I don't know what to do. I go left or right in the big circle. Like it was, it was stupid. It was so stupid, but to play devil's advocate for the blinker, right? There are legitimately places where people are fucking assholes. And it's been explained to me, right. And, and whether it's right or not, that if you indicate people will intentionally try to stop you from being able to get over. So you have to kind of just, 
go and assert your dominance to get in or you're never going to get in because people are fucking pricks. Oh, I'm almost the exact opposite. When I see somebody like I'm, I'm like, I know that they're going to enter my lane. That's when I'll be a dick and I'll speed up because I'm like, you're not using your turn signal. <laughs> but you turn your turn signal on. Guess what I do? I slow down. Go on. Get in. You, you indicated you're trying to get over. I got you there. Absolutely. I do the exact same thing. So I am an asshole if I know, especially here in San Antonio, right, guys? Like it is freaking garbage driving here in San Antonio. Absolutely. Uh, traffic's ridiculous. However, I do the exact same thing as Zero does. We know you can you can tell the tendencies after you like muted here for however long. You know the tendencies of these drivers in the city. And so you're like, okay, yeah, they're inching closer to that dashed line. You're like, I, I get it. <laughs> but there's no blinker there. You think that you just own the road? So I purposely kind of speed up to be like, hey, man, fuck you. I know what you're doing. You're being an asshole. And yes, I'm being an asshole too. I get it. Two wrongs don't make a right. However, if you use your blinker, See, this guy is good. I'm trying to do, I'm affecting my little bubble around my car, right? That's what we got to do as leaders is you can only affect your bubble, right? <laughs> your sphere of influence is what you got. Well, guess what? The freaking five meters around my vehicle, that's my bubble, motherfucker. And if you are being an asshole and you're not using your blinker to signify to me that you want to get over, hey, sorry, bud. First of all, ooh, using meters, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Very international. Second, <laughs> second, I, I see where hackers coming from, right? Like there's certain situations, right? Where you just take that opportunity in, in, in a city situation, right? Where there's an opportunity and you see it and situation in San Antonio, right? I got to take advantage of it now. I can see the perspective he's presenting. Yeah. I also do not use my blinker. If there's nobody around and I'm the only one on the road and I'm changing lanes, I right. don't use my blinker. <laughs> yeah. I, I still do. Um, <laughs> You're just, it's just a creature it's, habit. It's, it's creature habit. So I was going to say, because um, Rob was talking about like seeing the tendencies of people. So I will say that like riding a motorcycle has really attuned me to knowing what other people are doing. Before I started riding, which was seven years ago, like I just kind of like, you know, I kind of drove. I was just a driver and blah, 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 blah. But when... When you ride a motorcycle, right, you have to look at those minute cues that other cars are going to do. Like, oh, they're kind of starting to drift. Like, I need to fucking paint a line of escape at all times. Like, I need to know how to get the fuck out literally at 100% of the time while riding a motorcycle. So I think that kind of helps translate when now having that perspective to now driving and being like, okay, now I can see what people are doing. Not so much that I need to escape. I mean... Tesla will do that for me. But, uh, <laughs> or, Ew. If you, Ew. <laughs> or if you drive a big ass truck, then you're just like, all right, let's play. All right. But, uh, I can still see that those kind of tendencies more now. I could see that too. Yeah, for sure. Are there any litmus tests that you guys use to determine if a person's a good friend or a coworker? Left lane drivers. <laughs> oh, no. What oh, yeah. is that? Oh, yeah. If you're in the left lane and there's no reason to be in the left lane because you're not passing, get in the right lane. I, I don't know if you all have been to other countries and driven, but Germany is fantastic at it. I feel like Hacker Jack is the left lane driver. If he was like, what is that? What are you talking about? 
Oh, You're man. the asshole, Hacker Jack. <laughs> yeah, okay, but I'm also the one who's going well above the speed limit at all times. So as long as you're passing. But 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 if you if you come up behind me, right? If I if you come up behind me in the left lane and you're trying to go faster than me, I'll 100 percent get over for you. Hey, at least you do that. Yeah, that's true. That, you're, you're, you're that's good. the rule. The because the left. So and this may be like differences of like where we grew up but like texas right the left lane is for passing only and it's specifically said so on signs outside of san antonio which is funny but like in california where i grew up not the case the left lane is the fast lane there's no restrictions on the passing lane so like if you you are going like 15 to 20 over the speed limit in the left and then everybody else who's fucking going slow gets to all the right lanes I've heard some people say that the fucking right lane is the local lane and the left lane is the through lane. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? And they're like, oh, yeah, if you're getting off soon, you go to the right. But if you're not, you stay in the left. I'm like, I think it's just rules based on where you are in the country. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the problem uh, when it comes down to USA freeway driving. So first, we have to establish when left lane or constant left lane driving is appropriate. So I'll I'll venture to say this, this is my opinion, but if the road you're on has stoplights, then it doesn't matter what lane you're in. It does not apply. Right. But if you're on a freeway and some people are like, well, what's the difference between a freeway or highway? My opinion, freeway, free, you're free. There's no lights on there. You just go and that's where it applies. Now, going back to what Hackerjack was saying about different parts of the country, if you think of America, USA, as just having 50 different countries and there's different thoughts and behaviors on the road in these different states, that's their environment. That's where they grew up in, right? Cool. And then when we have people outside of the state come into the state and drive the way that they did in their previous state, it causes confusion and it causes a lot of animosity. It causes whatever. So what's the easiest way to people hand for people to handle that is to just go with the flow of what the road is like at that time, right? Oh, well, we got assholes in the left lane. Might as well just park in the left lane, right? As opposed to doing the right thing, having integrity and just do what you need to do. Be a good freaking person. Be the example on the road. And then hopefully that can also change the behavior of the city, the locale, whatever. Well, I think at its most basic level, right? Don't be in the left lane unless you're passing. And that goes in any state, right? O on a highway or a freeway. Like, like, yeah, sure, that might not be the locally accepted or it's not an actual law. But if everybody did that like they do in, you know, in, in other countries, driving is fantastic in these other countries. Semi-trucks, right? Semi-trucks should never be in the left lane ever. In, in other countries, uh, where, where were we at? I think it was Germany. Like you had an entire lane. The, the right lane was stacked probably like two miles with, with semi-trucks. The left lane was clear. They still weren't getting in that lane because they understood like, yeah, that, that's a dick move, you know? I love driving in Germany. Everyone does know the rules of the road there. That's the reason they have an Autobahn where there is no speed limit because everyone follows the rules. But I also think that there is a law in Germany. So if you are caught, it is a hefty fine and cops yeah. will pull you over where, you know, U.S. cops, depending on where you're at, I guess they don't give a crap. In fact, cops probably do it, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> they probably park their ass in the left lane as well. So. We talked about like, uh, you know, 
specifically Boomer talked about, you know, people coming together and bringing all of their different, because essentially we're 50 different countries, right? So people coming together and like bringing all their different styles of driving and conflating it, right? Whenever you're, which is wherever I've been, being again, military, it seems like everywhere you go, people are like, oh man, these are the worst fucking drivers ever, right? So the DC area, worst fucking drivers, fucking San Antonio, worst fucking drivers, right? Wherever you go, and it's military installation, it's the worst fucking drivers because in the military, you have people from all those 50 different countries coming to one small location, bringing all their driving bullshit into one small area, thus bad drivers. I think a lot of that's too because of the base and how they uh, man the gates, right? So Langley is fantastic. All four, every morning, all four gates are open, but you know, we're full of colonels and generals, right? So yeah, no, no shortage of, of gate guards there. It's fantastic. Love, love driving around Virginia. Wait, how does that have anything to do with fucking left lane driving? <laughs> I was just thinking, I was just thinking the same thing. No, well, because <laughs> his, his point of, of military, right? Being crappy driving in, on military bases. No, no. I talk about any area where there is a military base or high military population, like San Antonio, right? Where we have five military bases here. DC, the Pentagon, Andrews, Fort Meade, right? Those high population military areas are just going to suck for driving. Misunderstood. Makes sense. All right. So going back, do you guys have a litmus test to determine if a person is a good friend or a coworker? I mean, the shopping cart test is a good one for me, right? Like, you already said it, but I think are, are you are you are you referring to like as far as the workplace, coworkers and friends? Yeah, specifically. Well, I guess specifically for workplace, whether or not how helpful they are when you approach them with with, with an ask, they find every excuse to uh, put up a roadblock. Oh well, uh, according to this, and then according to that, and according to this, and you're like, dude, this is just a simple thing. Like, just I just need you to, I don't know. So, so going out with my friends, uh, so one of my friends is holding the door open, right? Oh, so even with yeah. my buddies, right? Like I'll open the door and I let them go first, right? And then, and then, right, the immediate feedback there is at the next door, because there's usually two doors, right? Do they hold the door open for me and let me go first? Yep. Or do they go straight through? The door holding one is also interesting. Like if it's a friend, yeah, I'll do any distance. Like if you're fucking like 50 feet back there, I'm going to wait there and hold that door for you, right? Yep. But if it's like some rando... What is what is the acceptable distance where you're like, nah, fuck it, bro. Yeah. You're opening this yourself because I'm not standing here for another 15 seconds just for you to come in. Like I'm, yeah, like I'm kind of like I'm not the opposite, but I almost I'm almost nicer to randos than I am to my friends, right? Because I'm like, if, if they're guys, uh, this might be come off as as <laughs> as as sexist or whatever. But if they're a dude, I'm like, dude, you can heck get a fucking door, you know? That's my um thought process right if i open a door and you're like if you're right there yeah i'll hold the door open if but if you're like a few steps away then i'm just gonna um <laughs> i'm gonna be like dude you're a grown-ass man you can open a fucking door but it, i mean if, if it's a stranger i try and and do that kind of thing boomer where you're like in my little bubble i'm gonna try and make somebody uh somebody's i'm not gonna try and make their day right because like holding a door is not gonna make their day right but that 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 the simple act of kindness could could um you know bring them up bring them up a couple notches maybe right um where's my friend or if it's a friend i'd be like dude man up pussy right <laughs> and and <laughs> and then we all laugh right and then we get on with our day right 
I, uh, so that, that test, like what distance is too far? I go by time. Uh, if you're asking that question there, Hacker Jack. So basically, I look back every time I open the door. If there's anybody that's kind of behind me within a five-second window, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi, five Mississippi. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, you're good. Anything longer than that, I'm like, whatever. You can open the door yourself. I will say I, that was very interesting that button said that if it's a female, I think I extend it to like seven or eight seconds. It's just instinctual. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. However, that is my time limit there. And I really like what Buttons said about the bubble aspect, the acts of kindness. Buttons, just hanging out with you. This is one of the reasons why I love you. You're one of my best <laughs> friends. Is because you are a kind motherfucker, dude. And you're I noticed that. <laughs> no, you're not a pussy. <laughs> no, no, he's calling you one. <laughs> oh, I, I sure, whatever. Up. If I'm a pussy, whatever. But <laughs> no, 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 I'm, 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 I'm getting uncomfortable. I'm just saying, like that is my litmus test that I use, and that's why you guys are, are my friends as well, is because I noticed that shit. Buttons, you <laughs> are the most selfless person out of all the years I've interacted with you. And I'm like, wow, he just has a kind heart. Hacker Jack, we just kind of recently met. Uh, obviously, it's on the Discord, but your your actions on the Discord. So it doesn't have to be a, a physical uh, thing that I have to see. It could be your actual actions when it comes down to communication. So you let people speak. You can actually take yourself away from a personal bias and actually hear a person, which goes along for every single one of you guys. So that's a litmus test that I use is someone that is actually paying attention. Here's one thing that I'll throw out there and tell me if you guys actually agree with this. Eye contact. Oh, yeah. If you don't give me eye contact, I feel like you're not there. This is a normal communication thing that everyone teaches in like college or whatever, like any kind of class or course about communication. But eye contact, it's fucking crucial to me. So your nonverbal cues, your nonverbal cues. So if I'm talking to you and you don't fucking look me in the eye or actually show that you're engaged in what I'm saying to you, go fuck yourself. Like I will then throw in some like bullshit thing in there, like slip it <laughs> seamlessly into the conversation. And then that's the test is like, oh, yeah, he didn't fucking listen to what I just said. And I just said that he was gay. Whatever. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Right. And so like, I'm like, cool. I, again, I don't judge them to be a bad person, but that's probably somebody I will not associate with or, you know, kind of hang out with. So what were you saying, Rob? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dick. Another, th- another thing. Well, going see to you later. <laughs> going to be uh, being overseas. This is, this is the only place I've experienced it. Being on public transportation, I guess. Getting up and giving up your seat. Right. Oh yeah. If I don't see somebody give up their seat, then automatically they're a piece of shit. Yeah. That happens all the time at the airports when you're on the like the tram in between. Right? Like I look around, I'm like, yeah. oh, you're gonna you're gonna get up for that lady, right? You're gonna get up for that old lady, right? No, you're not? All right, you're a dick. Actually, I like the old lady thing, because I was thinking about this when Rob was saying back when he's like, Okay, you know, you have five five seconds, right? I'll do six to eight seconds, all right? What if they're elderly? I actually, yeah, I, I no, wait yeah. until they actually walk all over yeah. there. <laughs> wait, wait forever. <laughs> yeah, dude. 
the one time, man, I don't know if I've told anybody this before. I might have told Boomer, but man, I, I held the door open for my ex-wife. Um, we were here in, I don't know, it was whatever that mall. It doesn't matter where we were. I held the door open for my, my ex-wife. She goes through and I go in, I go, I'm not really paying attention, right? I'm, I'm, I don't uh, my mind is elsewhere. So I go, I go immediately to follow her through the door, right? And this young ass girl just like fucking barrels her way through, like in front of me, right? And through the door, doesn't acknowledge me, doesn't, you know? Oh, yeah. And I wanted to punch her in the back of the fucking skull <laughs> so bad. That's like the, like, like when you're in your car and you're stopping and letting somebody pass and they don't wave. Yeah. Right. Just, just a little, just a little hand gesture. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. hey, appreciate you. I mean, you could have ran me over, but you didn't. Thanks. It is. It's interesting because that's that thing goes back to like chivalry and how like it's it's ingrained in our society where now which right. So men hold open doors for women. That's just kind of like the thing, right? That's what, no traditional matter, man right traditional, there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, we can get into the fucking traditional man tropes and like how men are supposed to be the protectors of family. But, you know, that's a completely separate subject that's not meant for blinkers. Uh, but <laughs> as far as chivalry, right, it's it's so ingrained. And this isn't this. This may come off as sexist, but I don't mean it to. But I feel like sometimes women will assume that oh, I'm being held open. Like the like when Buttons just said that that young girl ran in because she assumed oh the man is holding the door open for me. But even then, you're supposed to acknowledge and be like oh thank you for holding the door open. Yeah, there was I, like she didn't acknowledge I existed. Like the door was like an automatic door or something right like that's right. how she treated me like as, as if i was on an automatic door and i was like i'm gonna punch you in the face so bad right now i got another one. Oh shit having your and this is like in the case of a significant other or your children on the inside of you when you're walking on the side of a street yep right so like when i see somebody and like usually it's a couple right and then they got the female like towards the the oncoming traffic and i'm like come on man that's a simple one just just swap them out just switch positions yeah no i feel like like nowadays for me like still being like single that's a tough one for me i don't want to like like if it's a narrow street and there's obvious like we're getting close to traffic then i'll do that but if it's a pretty wide sidewalk i find myself not wanting to offend maybe or like stir the pot because you know like a lot of women nowadays you know don't go along with that right i'll find myself just you know like okay whatever right it's, it's not a big deal right now it's just kind well, of like assessing the situation right this is a good question for our listeners you know, any female listeners that are out there, do you notice when your date, husband, whomever it might be, do you notice when they take the outside towards oncoming traffic or traffic in general? Uh, not to like stop the whole, you know, women thing, but I've been thinking about tipping, right? Because we talked about like, talked about this like uh, about 15, 20 minutes ago, but like it's been on my mind because you brought it up and how much tipping fucking pisses me off in today's society. Back in my day, 15% tip was considered a generous standard tip for everything. You had 15% on top of the bill, yeah. and that was considered a good job. You've done, you served me. We, were, we had an amicable relationship. Here's your tip. Well, now servers have come to expect a minimum of 20%. Yeah, and that's yeah. just for existing. I brought you a drink, and I brought you your food. Yeah. Give me my 20, right? And if you tip under that, in, in server culture, in waiter culture, that is considered like a slight. And now, fucking 
and this is just America thing. So if we have any international listeners, this is how fucked up it is in America because fucking other <laughs> countries don't deal with this bullshit. Yeah. Tipping is either not allowed entirely or it's completely like counterculture. Like now you fucking go, you'll go to fucking Chipotle or Freebirds and they fucking make a burrito for you. The job they're getting paid to do a full wage. And then they fucking have the audacity to turn the iPad around. you be like, you want to leave a tip? It's like, are you doing your job? I drove here. I came to pick up my food and you <laughs> yeah. want me to pay you extra for this fucking overpriced ass burrito as it is. <laughs> Fuck you. Right, like so. So that's a good point, right? So when like I have a hostess or a server, that's when I'll do the twenty percent. Right. But if if I'm getting like McDonald's or or Chipotle or something like that, where you're not actually serving me, or even if I order to go, I'm maybe five percent. You know, like oh hey, good job for making your food. I'll click custom tip and put in zero right in front of them. Like fuck you for yeah. even asking. Or you fucking, uh, you go to like the convenience store and you go fucking scan your items. Like you want to leave a tip. It's like, bro, I just bought some fucking <laughs> condoms. Like why, why am I tipping you? I'm supposed to be tipping someone else tonight. Like that kind of, <laughs> that kind of idea. Right. Uh, and really like tipping, tipping is a construct in America is completely fucking off the wall because so like the federal minimum wage, right? No matter what your opinion on it, whether it's too high or too low, it doesn't fucking matter. Right. That's what you're supposed to pay. And then companies will fucking subsidize customers to pay their people's wages. People always say like, oh, the servers are only getting like $1.25 an hour. Like, well, yes, technically, but also no. Because if let's say a server gets zero tips for that entire month, it's on the company to cover the amount of tips that they would have gotten up to the minimum yeah. wage. Yeah. However, what they do is they take the tip money, they pull it all together divvy it out so then if it comes over the minimum wage the requirement that the company would have to pay they then just pay all that tip money there and the company only comes out a dollar 25 or a dollar 50 whatever the waiter's minimum wage or whatever fucking shit that they come up with it's such bullshit where companies are just subsidizing paying living wages to people onto the customers it's like shit <laughs> I would rather you just fucking like charge me extra so I don't have to yeah. go through this social yeah. awkwardness of did I tip you enough and do I have to feel bad because you're a single mom with five kids trying to get through college and you're at the strip joint every fucking night trying to also work like I don't have to make that social dilemma I just want a fucking burrito man <laughs> like, like, yeah what is yes. this shit yeah, it's getting it's getting out of control, man. Getting out of control. Yeah, this restaurant we went to up in Alexandria, they had a five percent surcharge that they they told you what it was for. It was like this is to pay for our, you know, the health care and you know all this kind of stuff that was right there. The lady next to me was like, "I need you to take that off." I was like, "Well, that's kind of." I thought that was weird, right? Like, I I, I don't well, think that the restaurant should put it on there as like this is what just charge me five percent more for my food and just yeah and let and let's move on like hide it in my in my the charges there yeah. But for you to social litmus test, for you to like specifically request, I need you to take that 5% off because I don't agree with your policy. I think that's a little, you know, a little much. Oh, yeah, yeah it's a, a little much. Yeah. 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 I'm glad you brought that around there, Zero. While tipping is definitely a gripe for every American, I believe, but we don't talk about it to tip or not to tip and what you tip and you see your friends do that or coworkers, that in itself is a litmus test. Because you're seeing with their actions of what they're doing, and then how do you perceive that? That kind of goes unspoken, but if I see buttons 
over there and he tips 20% and we didn't get any service from them, just like let's say we're at Chipotle, I will make a judgment. Absolutely. And that is a litmus test that we don't speak about. So how do you guys perceive that? If you just went to lunch with a coworker and you saw that they left zero tip and in our discussions, that's warranted. But we never had that discussion. The coworker and I never had that discussion. I don't know where he stands on that. He never explained to me his views. How do you judge that? I kind of fall into the 20% trap, right? Like that's just kind of been my standard uh, for a while. But when I do see other people tip, um, like we'll sit at a restaurant and they tip 10%. Now, this is when I am getting served. This is full on like sitting at a restaurant getting service. I'll tip 20%, but then I see them maybe put down 10%. I'm kind of like, really, man? 10%? I- I'll never say anything, right? But I'm judging. 100% I'm, a, I'm judging. I'm like, man, 10%? Come on, man. 20%. That, that, that was good service. If it was bad service, I'd say, sure, you know, I get you. So similarly, right? I usually, I'll do 20%. Like if it's a serviced thing. So even though I went on my tirade about tipping, if it is a, a waiter or a waitress coming and serving me actual food and taking care of me, asking me if I need anything else, 20%. Plus or minus to the nearest dollar. Because I like whole dollar amounts. I'm fucking neurotic like that. So I will, usually it's up. If it's like I'm about to add fucking 99 cents onto it and it brings up like a 25% tip, I'll be like, eh, we'll just drop down a penny. Not super huge social dilemma, right? If you leave me high and dry and like, I, I do the empty glass test, right? So for me, is your ability as a tipper is if how long my drink glass is empty. Like if it's, if it's busy, yep. obviously I'm giving you way more room. But like if it's dead and my fucking cup's sitting there empty for like five minutes, I'll even like do like the, the loud straw noise, but like, right? Where it's like bubbling and shit. But like, <laughs> hey, this is kind of the cue that I'm thirsty, bitch. Like <laughs> if it's sitting there, no, nah, you ain't getting 20%. You can suck a dick. I'll give you maybe 10%. And if you just fucking abandon me, you ain't getting shit. But 99.9%, like, that never happens. Most waiters and waitresses are super, like, cognizant, right? It's super rare that it ever happens. If you're that, I'll leave you a penny. Just to know that I didn't forget to tip you, I gave you a fucking penny, bitch. <laughs> like, you fucking suck. Yeah, if I, if I know it's, like, a coworker not tipping well, if it's, like, a, a you know, like, a thing, right? Then I, I'm more... S- uh, I don't want to say I'm standoffish to them, but I'm not going to be as generous with them. You know, like if I get, like if I buy like you guys lunch or something, I'm not keeping track of that in my mind. But if I get their lunch, then I'm going to be like, hey, last, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring it up in that way. What, like, what, what way am I thinking? Like, this is like the next time if you, yeah, like the next time you go out, if they don't like at least like maybe offer. Yeah. 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 You're kind of like, yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? I'm, I'm not going to be as generous with them. I'm, I'm going to, I might keep tabs with them, right? Whereas I wouldn't with you. Right. Because I mean, I think we all try to make, make sure our friendships aren't transactional, right? It's not like, yeah. oh, I bought you a lunch, you owe me a lunch kind of thing, right? But yeah, I just want right. to know that like, hey, I'm going to do acts of kindness to you. And I expect, well, not expect, but being that we're friends, you should feel like you want to do acts of kindness in return without like, you know, keeping tabs. But that's yeah. a friendship. It's a friendship. Exactly. I love that 100%. That's why you guys are my friends because you guys show acts of kindness and that's the litmus test that I'm trying to determine, right? Like I want people in my life, my circle of friends, which is not many, trust me, as I get older, the amount of friends that I want are yeah. slimmed down to more of the true friends. Like, yeah. like 
Yes. Like actual I, friends instead of acquaintances. 100%. Yep. I do want to move this conversation on to another question that we did have a discussion in the Discord about. I do know one of you guys have a different outlook on this, and I will come after you, but in a loving, friendly way here. <laughs> here is the question. If a meeting starts at midday and you ask to move it forward two hours, what time would the meeting be? 10 a.m. 10 a.m. 1400. I think 1400 too. You can come for both of our asses. <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk about why do you think it's 10 a.m.? Let's start with zero. So uh, the way I look at it is I'm looking at it on a calendar. So it's at 12. Moving it forward. I guess that is backwards now that I do the hand movement. But in my <laughs> mind, I'm moving it forward. I'm moving forward, I guess, closer. Maybe that's why. Closer to if I, what? I said, well, well, So, for instance, if you said the same thing, hey, uh, we have a meeting at midday. I need you to move it back two hours. Would that make you think 10 a.m.? Moving it back? If you're moving it back, I think it's, yeah, you're moving it back in time, right? So that'd be 10 a.m. Hmm. I don't know. When I think back, I think, I think, yeah, further away. Okay. Let me talk about, okay, pushing versus pulling, right? So when you push something, you push it back. I, even yesterday, right? When we, or on Friday, when I was going to be late, I asked us to push back our time to 15 minutes. I asked us to push back because of traffic. I'm pushing the time away from me. I'm pushing it back. If I'm asking to pull, if I, hey, can you move it forward? I'm pulling it forward towards me so i thus it is closer to me time-wise perfectly spoken hacker that's exactly what i was trying to get after no it wasn't shut up <laughs> I, I just didn't know how to i didn't the words weren't coming to me uh, no okay okay words are hard again this is uh, for our non-military listeners this is lingo that's used in the military but you know push back a meeting pull uh push forward a meeting right something like that or move a meeting forward move a meeting back it's common lingo right but i think the real issue here isn't whether or not pushing back or moving forward is a fucking is the problem it's that people don't fucking communicate properly because you shouldn't use fucking idioms to to <laughs> describe time be like hey can we set the meeting time for 7:15 instead of 6 instead of 6:15 just fucking be clear with your statement instead of relying on people's understanding of a push versus a pull or a timeline to delineate when something should be just fucking be specific yeah all right buttons why do you think it's uh, 1400? Because that's just logical, dude. <laughs> it's just logical. Because you said it, Boomer. Because <laughs> when you go forward in time, if you use a time machine, right? <laughs> like I said in the Discord, I don't go forward to the time of the dinosaurs. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's just the way my mind works. Yeah. Um, Let's go back to the future <laughs> of 2050. Yeah. 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 But would you say like, so when you're talking about your retirement, right? Cause you're talking in the future. If I said, Hey, I'm going to move your retirement forward two years. That makes you think that you're going to be in say 22 years instead of 18 years because, because of it's, it's about the point in which you're talking about a time. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can maybe understand where you're coming from with that one. But just in the grand scheme of things, when you talk about time, that's just the way I talk about time is when I go forward in time, I'm traveling forward in time. <laughs> right, right. You're talking like current, current tense, though. I'm talking in future tense, though. 
like when you're trying to get something closer to you, you're moving. But that- that's that's just that's just the way my mind works, right? Like I'm still talking about time. Yeah. Right. So I, I love this is why I wanted to host this episode right now. Yes, it's blinkers, but it's litmus tests. And this is a litmus test for me to kind of pick out if someone is selfish. Let me explain here, guys. I'm not saying I hate you guys or whatever that think that it's 10 o'clock. I'm like, you're a selfish piece of shit. No, that's not it. However, it does come down to a way of thinking. When that question is asked, and I get those two different answers, the people that say 10 o'clock, I think they're selfish because it depends on their perspective of time. Time itself, that's the object. So if we are objects in a time, space-time, if you will, if time is moving closer to you because you're the center of the universe in this aspect, move it forward to you, then it is 10 o'clock. But if I perceive time as the object, move the meeting forward two hours, time itself is the object, not me. So moving it forward in time on the timeline is then going to go 1400. Does that make sense to everyone before I move on with that? It does, though I will clarify that most of the time I don't hear the saying like the, the meetings move forward. It's I, the meetings move up hours. That's usually. Would you agree that move up is is earlier, or would you say that move up is later? So I'll I'll say this because I know, or I put a judgment earlier in my life that people are selfish inherently. Right. Sure. So when I hear that, I just automatically assume that it's moving closer to us humans. It just makes it easier. And then if it doesn't happen, I'm like, oh, it's a happy incident where there was a miscommunication. I, I do agree with you, Hacker, that it does move it closer to you, but from a different I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at a, a, a I guess a planner or something, right? Yeah. And when you move it up, right, that moves up within the your planner. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I'm that's where I can see that so I love that you guys said it because your perspective always changes when it comes down to time and what is the object that we're talking about. So it depends on the phrasing of your uh, your question. Can we move the meeting up? Can we move the meeting forward? That changes your scope of what is getting moved up, forward, back, or whatever. Yeah. And then your perception of time. It's like a hierarchy of importance. The meeting's the important part. Time is second. Or is it third? Am I second? Am I the second most important object in this conversation or this question? Or is time? And then how you kind of analyze that is what gives you the answer there. Now, again, I'll go back to this. This question, I don't harp on it too much. If you don't use your blinker, you're a piece of shit in my book. <laughs> <laughs> if you think the hour, uh, the meeting is at ten o'clock, I'm just like, oh, interesting. That's a that's a different perspective than what I thought. You're an illogical not- thinker. Okay, <laughs> you're selfish <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> I think it's selfish that you think that it can only be your way. Yeah. Well, I mean, the NSA did tell me I was a narcissist, so that's okay officially on a personality test. <laughs> that's hilarious. really yeah. That's yeah. That's actually really interesting. Yeah, so uh, one of the things, so when you want to become like uh, their, you know, op- operator thing, their on-net operator, they, you have to go, before you go through the training, you have to go through a psyche eval. And uh, I went through, I'm like, I don't know, I just answered the questions. And then when I got with the freaking therapist or whoever after, it's like, has anybody ever told you you're a narcissist? I'm like, no. 
He's like, huh, interesting. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm a narcissist then. Hi. <laughs> I love that you brought up narcissist because in my notes here, uh, I do have... I labeled you as Hacker Jack, it's a narcissist. <laughs> no, I have, I have something in here about selfishness, right? And in an extreme case of selfishness is a narcissist, right? And some of the signs of a selfish person, and I have a list here, is having no regard for how their behavior impacts others, consistently acting in their own self-interest instead of meeting the needs of others, having no empathy for the suffering of other people, showing no remorse when, they, when they've hurt other people, using manipulation tactics to get what they want, always asking for favors but never repaying them. All these things we've kind of discussed about and these limit tests or at least these types of questions or limit tests that we've actually harped on in this overall podcast episode is actually centered on selfishness. And narcissism. Yep. But I don't see you as a narcissist though, Hacker. Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. Apparently I am though, because I when I push forward meetings, it's ten o'clock. So fuck <laughs> me, I guess. Just based <laughs> <you> selfish <laughs> prick. Do they have that question in there and they base it off of, they slowly base it <laughs> off of that one question? Like, oh, this motherfucker's a narcissist. Motherfucker. You said it's ten o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> We're not taking this bitch. Exactly. No, they took me anyway, so I guess that means they must like narcissists, so it's fine. <laughs> So I do want to bring up this one final aspect, and this might be actually a different episode now that I think about it, and we are coming up on 50 minutes right now, but victim versus victor, how does that tie in with selfishness? Yeah, I do. Uh, I think selfish people tend to want to play the victim all the time. Uh, I think we definitely live in a society right now where everybody wants to take offense towards everything. And again, that kind of comes back to what Boomer was saying earlier where society is selfish in nature, just as a baseline. People are selfish, especially as we see things uh, with our sue-happy culture, right? Oh, everything is a slight against me. Everything caused me pain, mental anguish. I'm going to sue. Or how everyone takes every fucking thing that anybody says out of context and twists it into some way how that person is racist, misogynistic, sexist, fucking ableist. There's so many fucking words now that fucking can you people can use to make themselves the victim because they have to be the center of attention. They have to be the one that people like, oh, everybody needs to notice me in my opinion. You need to change how you exist because I feel a certain way. And it's like, bitch, my, <laughs> your fucking rights end where it infringes on my being and my fucking self-identity. We talked about that five meter bubble. Like, once you start trying to press into my five meter bubble with your beliefs, fuck off. Yep. <laughs> and so many people get offended for other people. Mm! <laughs> White knighting, dude. Right? <laughs> like, like you can't be offended if I'm not on the offense towards you. Like you can't. You, you don't get to be offended. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's actually. So I did have a perfect example for this, right? Speedy Gonzalez, the fucking little mouse, arriba, arriba, andale, andale, fucking iconic cartoon from Lucy, or Lucy, Looney, Looney Tunes, right? <laughs> Everybody knows Speedy Gonzalez, right? But when we had this whole reformation where all these SJWs, which is social justice warriors, for those of you who aren't aware, uh, who were fucking pouring out of the weeds and getting offended for other people, right? It was brought up that oh, Speedy Gonzalez is racist against Mexican and Hispanic culture. Oh, so racist. Meanwhile... The Hispanics and Mexicans are like, 
We fucking love Speedy. He's like he's like one of our icons. We love yeah, he that represents people, us. He represents <laughs> us, and we love that people are understanding. Like there is a there is a Mexican character in modern culture. Like we love this. Like that's just a perfect example of how people who get upset on behalf of other people just end up fucking looking like idiots. Yeah. No one asked you. Yeah. Like um I I have a similar example. I don't like I don't know all all the details of this example, right? So I I'm just going to explain it, right? Like like the Moana, I guess there was a a children's Moana costume where they could dress up as Maui. Mm-hmm. Right? With the tattoos, but I guess mm-hmm. You know, of course, in order to put tattoos on a kid, right? You have they printed tattoos on like a, a like a bodysuit or something, right? And the body, the color of the bodysuit, right, was like a of a, a Pacific Islander, right? And you mean so, like the character in the movie, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, they're trying to dress up as they're, they're okay. like that's racist, right? And like I guess Pacific Islanders and blah blah blah. And I was like, dude, I'm I'm just happy that a Pacific Islander like kids want to be a Pacific Islander. Like, I don't give a shit if the fucking bodysuit is of a certain color, right? Like, they, 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 they want to be a Pacific Islander hero. And, that, and that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So step off of, like, I don't, I don't need you to fucking fight for me, right? I'm a, I mean, right. I guess, you know, not all Pacific Islanders are grown ass men, but. <laughs> but you are. <laughs> but I don't yeah, need. He is. <laughs> I don't need you to fucking fight for me. If, if I have an opinion or or something, then I'll, I'll fucking state it. But in the meantime, I'm happy like little kids have a fucking Pacific Islander other than The Rock to look up to and Jason Momoa, right? So yeah, uh, just uh, one example of that kind of thing. We could honestly make rights and that kind of topic literally its own episode because we could transfer that into like we could do that into like political statements about how do you feel about the trans movement and drag queens and kids. Like we could, we could hundred percent make that a whole episode and that'll be some discourse. I think, because I know that some of us lean left in here and some of us lean, or at least more center. And then some of us lean pretty right. Right. So it'd be some interesting discourse. You want to host that one there, Hacker Jack? Sure. So yeah, I can, I can host that. Like just call it rights. I can be episode four. Rights versus lefts. Not, not like that. Like you're right. Oh no, I was thinking of like in terms of like boxing, but I mm. <laughs> but immediately I was like, oh, they use that term and put they literally use those terms in the political arena too. Never mind, that made no fucking sense at all. Shit, I'm just gonna be the guy on this show that just fucking goes on fucking wild rant tirades because I went on two this episode, <laughs> or two or three this episode so far. What about you, Zero? Victim versus Victor. Is there any relation to selfishness in that aspect? I'd have to delve more into the victim victor. I, I don't think I've, I'm familiar with what you're Give me some more background on victim victor. Okay. So when it comes to selfishness and the overarching question about victim versus victor, do you think a victim is more selfish or is a victor more selfish? Oh, well then, yeah, definitely a victim is more selfish. Um, In the sense of, Kind of like what we're going here. If we're going down the I'm offended type victim, right? The social justice warrior type, uh, you're offending me. I definitely think it's more selfish because you're thinking about only your feelings and less on, well, l- let me understand your viewpoint on what you're saying first before I make a judgment. Now, that judgment might be completely valid, right? Like, but but for you to jump immediately to yeah, your feelings on 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 tr- the trans movement, LGBTQ, whatever it might be. Like, if you automatically are like, "Oh no, fucking hate the gays," whatever it might be, right? I, I immediately think I'm like, "Okay, yeah, you're pretty selfish." But if you're like, "Well, let me understand your 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 viewpoint," 
right? Then then you're more that that's that's a better way to be. I I want to I feel the word victim and victor does throw a different connotation in people's minds. Like when you hear that, it's like oppressee and oppressor. I think that's what a lot of people try to do. But if we actually take the words themselves, it, it also like are you an actual victim too, or are you yes. Right, right. So, so there's also that too, right? So victim, I think, is a fluid word there. Is like, I think we're all thinking about it in the sense of social justice warrior victim versus actually being a victim of something, which in that case, obviously not selfish, you know? I look at it more like, what are you trying to put energy into to be? Are you trying to be the victor? Are you trying to win at life and succeed at life? Or are you trying to put yourself in that victim space or everyone's always out to get you, and you're trying to be not the slur word, but like the, the loser, right? So I'm not saying, oh, you're a loser, right? But are you trying to be the one who loses, or are you trying to be the one who wins? That's 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 where I try to delineate selfishness. And when I look at that, selfishness is trying to be the one who loses, because you're literally trying to put yourself in a woe-is-me position. Victims kind of take advantage of the victors, get what they want, because the victors are trying to project, they're trying to change themselves to be better for everybody else for the victims want everybody else to change to be better for them right so the victors are absolutely so like you're like when someone asks, like hey my pronouns are zer zem i'm like cool all right does that hurt me at all to call you zem zer no not at all it doesn't affect me at all do i think it's stupid yeah but it doesn't affect me in any way uh, i will try to accommodate your preferences as long as you don't get pissed if i fuck it up right yeah i'll do yeah. my best totally agree when you start getting militant and combative with me that's when i'm gonna shut down and i'm gonna be like fuck you <laughs> we're gonna fucking go to blows <laughs> what if you just ask me but all right really just comes down to consideration for others right that's it that's right consideration for others and when it comes down to consideration for others that's the point and i kind of want to end this episode on that if you care about others, then you can't be selfish. You have to see the other person as the more important object. So if that is the case, let's bring it back to blinkers. You're not the center of the world. Use your blinker to signify you're trying to get over. So that way everyone lives in harmony and don't be that asshole. Be <laughs> considerate of others. So that concludes this episode on blinkers. Our next episode is going to be about AI, so tune in for that. And our very own Zero will be hosting that. Ayo. So thank you for joining, and uh, we're signing out. Bye.